Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to the first episode of season four of the Design Lab Brew. I'm joined here with Arash, uh, my colleague, and uh, also another host of the Design Lab Brew podcast. And today we'll be interviewing Alexandru, who is uh, the project co- one of the project coordinators for Design Lab and also the project lead for the Cookery, which is a Design Lab project, a new tea project that was sent to Just Design Week. And a lot of research, a lot of time, and a lot of um, yeah, people hours went into that. And we are we'd love to learn more about it and where yeah, the ins and outs. Um, this podcast will be recorded, so you could also catch it on the YouTube channel. And yeah, without further ado, let's let's get into it. First, uh, Alexandra, tell us a bit about your role in yeah as project coordinator and and also the project lead for the cookery and how that yeah panned out a little bit. All right, so. Uh Hi everyone, I'm Alex, as Rick introduced me. Uh, as a project coordinator in Design Lab, uh, I'm uh, responsible mainly for facilitating projects for the Dream Team and with the Dream Teamers. So let's say uh, a Dream Teamer has an idea about a project, then uh, Ray and I, Ray being the other project coordinator, we try to see what are the possibilities, how we can get that done, how we can combine it, merge it, and uh, connect it with other initiatives. So it beca- became becomes a good project. Then uh, I'm also mainly, I am responsible for external projects where Dream Teamers are involved. So let's say we have a collaboration with the National Police or something like Dash Design Week, which is internal, external, a bit more complicated. Let's call it external just because it's not started by the Dream Teamers. Mm -hmm. So then my role is also to uh, help Dream Teamers uh, and put Dream Teamers in there, or just make open call for Dream Teamers to join those projects so they will uh, work on cool stuff and develop themselves. Mm-hmm. This is this will be the role of a project coordinator in a nutshell. So you selected the team for the project that was sent to Touch Design Week, in a sense. You kind of curated the team, um, kind of managed the team dynamics, but also made sure that it, yeah, there was an end product at the end that could be shipped over. Mm. So. Yeah, for the design week especially, that, but in general, it's in starting with a project, and of course, there are different types of projects, lo- uh, long uh, projects, sprints, whatever, depends on uh, what you want to do. And it's helping the team from the from the creation of the team point to handing in the final deliverables and looking for future steps. And for Dash Design Week, yeah, it was, uh, Dash Design Week was a bit more different from for me because um, I was also a team lead. I was also one of the ones who came with the concept. So I was a bit more involved than the regular project. Normally, I tried to detach myself and just act as a facilitator. But in here, it was a bit more different. So I took a bigger role. So together with uh, 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 two of the researchers, Julia Tamatos Castaño and uh, Cristina Zaga, and mm-hmm. facilitated by the project manager of uh, uh, UT at Dash Design Week, uh, Chris Pals. We just had some ideas. We were just talking about how to create a representation for uh, the University of Twente at this year Dash Design Week. And uh, simply said, just came, uh, we're just bouncing ideas around. I heard the Christina Zaga said, we, we need to connect people in such a way like uh, they're staying around the din- uh, dining table. So this just created, like, made a connection in my head and came with the idea of walking people through 
creating an experience for design for transition for uh, through the metaphor of cooking. Mm. I know I, I probably made a too big of a description, but we can break it down <laughs> if you just ask me. A certain That's really it. interesting. Um, yeah, like one of my, our question was going to be like, how did it all start and why? So you already answered that question. Mm. So uh, um, maybe I can maybe? interject on that. So uh, it how it started already said it, but uh, the topic that what we wanted to present was uh, design for transition. So how society is influencing technology and the other way around, because the design practice are in, in a continuous state of change. And we're like, okay, how should we depict this? How what what will be nice to also show at Dash Design Week? Because we are involved already in Dash Design Week through Design United, for example. But we need something more. So I already said how the idea came by. It was just a thing that uh, light up the flame, the big idea. And uh, yeah, we said we were working people through like their past, presents, and futures for them to understand what's valuable for them, how to put it in practice and how they can create uh, futures. Uh, it seemed quite, for me, it seemed quite uh, for me, uh, relatable uh, with the metaphor of cooking. You grab your ingredients, you cook them, then you enjoy it with others. Um, it's trying to find a more familiar experience to, it, to show such an abstract concept and process to a larger audience. And everyone cooks, everyone goes, mm. does their uh, groceries, cooks, let's say, even a toast, and then stays and uh, ha have, has dinner in the evening. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like, so the message is, hmm. could, <laughs> could you elaborate a bit about, um, so you touched upon it a bit, the message being that uh, you bring people together, you want to talk about the future, how we how we design for transition, but um, what I guess is a bit unclear for me is the the effect you want to have on people and the change that mm. you want to make. Um, because conceptually, it sounds it, it, you know it sounds pretty cool. It sounds neat. Um, uh, you're selecting the ingredients. You know you're mixing them together, and your ingredients are selected based on your own values and what who you are as a person, mm -hmm. and that you know that feeds into what you want to create in the future. Um, do people come to a realization that oh, okay, I need to be more aware of the values I put into the cooking, or is it more about oh, you know, I wanna, I wanna, you know, share things around the, the so-called you know dinner table more and talk to people about what kind of futures you want to create? Um, yeah, it, what's like a how would you tangibilize the effect uh, that you wanted to create, or how would what's the ideal? Maybe what's the the goal of how it was, and we can go later on into the practice, like what happened, like in actuality. But uh, first, yeah, what's the uh, intended goal? Okay. So, also this whole thing, like the design for transition and the representation of the cookery is based, it was based on the responsible futuring approach, which is the approach we're using in Design Lab mm -hmm. in order to bring people together, make them uh, uh, reach a common frame of understanding, tangibilize their ideas, and then solve a societal challenge. This is the main aim of responsible futuring, tackle societal challenges. The idea of the cookery, why I call it a tool on steroids, <laughs> can say it is that uh, it just allows for people to do that through a metaphor that's familiar with them. So, in order to use the cookery as itself, it's a nice show, uh, just like the pantry and all the appliances that are lighting up, and then the interactive dining table that we got from uh, Juliet Harman and her research group. 
but uh, the idea behind it is that it's used in order to answer societal questions. For example, at Dutch Design Week, we had uh, each day, except for the first and the last, because those were the chef's choice freestyle days, we had uh, uh, societal challenges, uh, research topics that came from uh, researchers at the university. One day we had, uh, for example, how can we involve uh, children in the AI debate? The other, uh, another day we had how to implement green roofs in uh, the urban environment more efficiently. So when people were going inside the cookery, we were asking them to, okay, this is the menu of the day, this is the question, how children can be better involved in the AI debate. And the, then you need to put yourself into this context when doing an experience. So you go in the pantry and you have 30 values, pick the three values that are the most valuable for you and that you want to use in answering this question. Then go into the kitchen, you have eight changemaker archetypes, we call them, each of them represented by an appliance. Uh, please choose the one that represents you the most and then you want to use in order to answer this question. And then at the dining table, we had the small reflection game and it was the thing like based on your choices, so the values and the way you want to employ them, how would you solve that, uh, like not solve, like bring input into the challenge and how would you create different futures, like uh, by ourselves and then with others, because it was also, it was also a sharing point. So the main idea, how I saw it behind all of this was to make people aware that each perspective is important for me. It might be that for this for this topic, I value a lot integrity, uh, accountability, and uh, yeah, no, I cannot. Accountability, communication. Yeah. Let's say, and then I want to be like a change maker, and then somebody else might value integrity, but my value to other values and stuff. It's completely fine. Mm -hmm. It's just different perspective that should be complementary in order to solve those societal challenges. So this will be like mm -hmm. the meaning behind it and the usage of the cookery because it's not just an eye candy of an installation that was there in the container in the house line. It was actually, it has a meaning, it was a tool. And uh, I would say that it worked quite well at Dash Design Week, which uh, made me very happy. <laughs> mm. I'm sure we'd love to hear about the, uh, yeah, how it, how it turned out, but just to kind of summarize you, it's in a sense, it's yeah, a, a metaphor of responsible futuring translated into different means. So people through interacting with the installation actually go through the steps of responsible futuring in a sense. Uh, not all of them to some of them, for example, it misses a bit of the tangibilization uh, component of getting things more tangible, but it's based on the responsible futuring approach. It's still getting people from different contexts together in a transdisciplinary manner, getting them to see what's uh, relevant and to put them in a common frame of understanding and then for them to reflect on their choices and how will those influence the different futures. So it's using elements from responsible future, not all of them, but most of them and enough in order to be like a tool that people can use. Yeah, you said like um, you were in charge of like curating the the number of the dream teamers and uh, some people, uh, the staff from the design lab. Um, can you also elaborate more like who were the people involved in the making of the project and what challenges did the team mm. face during like uh, making the project? 
any drama <laughs> any huge mess ups any things breaking down there, there were some but we overcome them because the project got done That's good to hear. so let's not talk about the bad parts <laughs> we mm-hmm. for those who have evaluation sessions for each project but uh, how it came together so it came in the normal fashion like after we got the idea and got it together with like i say christina julieta the researchers and also it was uh, approved by the rest and chris we just went in normal fashion made an open call in uh, yeah for for the team who would be interested based on that uh, got like the normal meeting talking about it presenting the concept it's also good to mention that this we started around june for pretty much two and a half months i just worked uh, mainly by myself but also with the help of chris the researchers and uh, some of the dream teamers who are already in the production team taking of the design week taking care of uh, other the other parts of the representation of ut so i got help and work together in order to polish that so we have it ready mm-hmm. and then we assembled the team around august pretty much there was interest looked at who who could uh, bring uh, enough expertise into the team, but also having a learning opportunity from it. Quite smaller this time, we tried to create, uh, to have enough learning space, but in this kind of like very tight projects, we need more expertise than learning, unfortunately. And then, uh, yeah, pretty much it took, we had six weeks, let's say, to get this done from the stage of an idea to the stage of uh, full exhibition in a container that we have some pictures of it actually here that yeah. we can see like yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. so this is this is when it was already in Eindhoven mm-hmm. uh, some of the challenges like we have to imagine that we made all of this in design lab we had Six just weeks. Wow. and we had just the measurements of the container so we had to rent a container we didn't have a container in the backyard so we had to rent it uh, and we had the dimensions we also went there went with the, some of the team members to see the container at some point but we also felt a bit like we were working in the uh, in the dark because in the back like all the signage and like the on the walls, those we made them, uh, we made them here, and we just took them there and attached them on the wall. All the other things, like the shelves, the kitchen counter, the table, we had the measurements, and were just made like in design, like in prototype of space. Oh, sorry, with the uh, estimated measurements, and we just trying to put them there, and we were hoping it will fit. Not mm-hmm. hoping, we we worked quite well, but. Uh, it was a bit of like anxiety in the back, like of what if you're not fit, what if you're not working yeah. exactly as we planned. Mm-hmm. That was one of the challenges. And then we also we had yeah, other small challenges, like just trying to get everything working, trying to get the whole, I'm not gonna go into too much detail, but like the whole system behind the, how the kitchen works. It was a very big job. Thanks Pablo for it with <laughs> this. But all the other parts, also getting the design and the design team, like we had uh, there, like um, uh, some of my colleagues, like uh, Laura, Christina, Maria, who did an amazing job getting like the design done. We also got the help of the concept developer uh, of uh, Design Lab Yamila. And uh, then all the making, like we had Leon, Lars, Thais, some of our colleagues working on it. We had Ray, we had the table from, uh, as I said, f- we borrowed it. 
and we we had rages trying to make a nice uh, interaction into it. We had the CR working on the UI UX. It was a very very big project. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very technologically complex as well. If anyone wants to see it, it's currently being displayed at the design lab, and people can interact with it. And uh, yeah, yes, exactly. It's, cool. it's in the playground. Um, so uh, we also have some other uh, pictures of the uh, in more detail mm-hmm. pictures here. And could you like uh, I I see some of the visitors that. Um, uh, they were present uh, in Dutch Design Week. Uh, could you share a specific like example example from the exhibition where visitors uh, shared interesting insight or any feedback? Specific example. I don't know. There were there were so many. I can say the w- one that I found quite funny mm-hmm. was that uh, the, the idea is to have discussions at the dining table because, as I said, there are different perspectives most of the time and ju- just having discussion about it. The One of the funniest things for me because I saw, I think, the biggest degree of argument between couples. Mm. Like they were having, but good arguments, so not, not like fighting or anything, but they were. it was so interesting to see how they were staying there. They were going, as I said, with the context, with the question in mind, and uh, they were both having their dishes, like the illustration of their choices. And it was so different. So they were starting like arguing about it and about the different points. And then in the end, uh, they were still reaching the conclusion we wanted that, hey, I prefer to do it like this, prefer to do it like that, but we need to do it together. We're already a step forward being coupled, but <laughs> so that is not a specific one, but it was one of the things that I saw quite a few times and it was, uh, quite nice to see how people can have so nice discussions mm-hmm. other things yeah i don't it was also nice because some of the days we had uh, the researchers that uh, gave the topic and the question we had them there so it was also quite nice with the researcher at the table uh, the different people just regular citizens visitors of dutch design week just uh, throwing things around and the researchers being there listening but also like engaging a bit more and like trying to uh, be a bit more provocative with some ideas so you could see some really nice uh, uh, like good sparks and uh, discussions at the table mm, i mean yeah value oh, values aren't the same everywhere so uh yeah kind of kind of navigating those value tensions is very interesting because mm-hmm. it's not like there's one right or wrong answer, and uh, but we're all in this ship together. So how we're gonna sail forwards? Wow, very interesting. Um, one thing that pops to my mind and something I heard from one of the uh, project members for the cookery was that um, there were some guests, uh, I think either businesses or companies that wanted to use the cookery for their own uh, company for their own uh, purposes could you elaborate on that a bit more uh yeah there were some uh, there were some people from like different companies doing like similar kind of stuff uh, but not with these tools like still values i think it was some i don't remember exactly the name because we just had a short discussion but it was somebody from like a company working on like uh, developing the organization's culture if i remember correctly and they were using the same things with like values and uh, how people are relating to their values and putting them in practice, but not in such an engaging context, let's say, like uh, we did it with the cookery. So they were uh, 
we didn't follow up on anything yet but uh, sorry there was there was some inspiration i think mutual inspiration just created by those discussions i had and uh, maybe possibilities collaborate in the future i don't know cool as we can say like you guys were setting the entire container in an open space so uh, and we're living in netherlands so <laughs> we always have this rain issue how did you guys overcome this problem don't, don't even remind me <laughs> it was so <clears throat> the idea is that i went there one day before the assembly so that is when we started on the 21st we the assembly was possible from the 19th but due to some things we still need to finish some things and then uh, uh, take everything from here there we said that we we're going to do the assembly just on the 20th on the 19th i went there received the container everything seemed good and then the next day i had uh, most of the team coming in there and uh, it was pouring rain like pouring pouring rain during the setup and during the setup like it started raining at nine in the morning didn't stop until the evening so uh, and we had a lot of sensitive equipment like everything was packed maybe a bit too well i mean uh, but uh, but it was still like we didn't want to get water into anything so <laughs> what we did is that we had leon uh, one of the members from the team just driving the van like with the back in there the container had uh, a roof like an extendable roof and we just did it in order to cover the and uh, the back of the van so we're just taking the things out directly into the container just to avoid the rain the problem is that it was raining so bad that roof was textile and it was collecting all the rain to the point that it was budging like uh, budging oh, like going yeah. uh, down and so we just had to like i was literally just jumping there to take the water <laughs> out and uh, at some point because everyone in kettle house plane uh, is full and the people were still assembling there was also the problem that because of the rain we didn't have electricity for like the first two hours i would say two to three hours and the people from Dajizanwik loved them. They tried their best to do it, but it took some time before we got electricity. So we couldn't take all the uh, kitchen brain and the table out without electricity because we wanted to just take them out to test them more directly. So then when we finally got electricity, Pablo, we just had to take everything, put all the cables in, and Pablo had to stay and uh, start the system, do, do his magic in order for it to work for there. And at some point, the deadline, I think, was to, yeah, it was at four o'clock. At four o'clock, we were supposed to leave and um, mm, yeah, go home and have everything ready because we didn't have electricity and because the rain delayed us. Uh, yeah, we managed talking a bit of him, just a bit, but just everyone was stressed and uh, they're talking with the people from there and uh, they were kind enough to give us uh, two more hours. We finished, we had until six sharp to close everything. We finished at 5.55. Oh. And it worked uh, quite well. I opened the exhibition the next day together with Ray. Things were, were worked quite well. People loved it from the get-go, so it was an adventure but <laughs> it uh, worked quite well i would say in the end yeah wow. so, some things we those were things that unfortunately were not uh, on us like we couldn't predict such a big maybe we could have started building a day earlier that's fair 
but we couldn't predict that it's going to rain so hard. We couldn't predict that electricity is going to go down, but the team was resilient enough, and they, thanks, thanks to them, and thanks also for the uh, help of the Dutch Zenwick, uh people, we managed to get it done. Wow. Yeah, I guess rain's one thing you oh, rain's one thing you can't responsibly predict the future for. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, no fair, 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 fair. Um, yeah. Um, so, um, as we all know, uh, Design Lab is also part of the UT. And um, uh, what do you think? And what was the uh, involvement of uh, University of Twente in this uh, project? Mm. Can you elaborate a bit? Yeah. yeah so uh, maybe to give also a bit of background, Design Lab was uh, in charge last year, this year, and also going to be next year, most probably on creating the general representation of the whole University of Twente Dutch Design Week. So uh, this is done through uh, this year, for example, it was done through different workshops done at the uh, at the Dutch Design Week. It was done through our presence in uh, Design United, which is a coalition between the four technical universities, the Design Coalition, also because uh, Daniel uh, is the scientific director is from the UT now yeah. and also with the cookery this year. Uh, so this is why the cookery is not a designer project, it's not a dream project, it's not an Alex project, it's a <laughs> UT, UT project that we're just trying to create a nice presentation. One of the other things we had in mind that I was talking with uh, Chris Paz, the project manager, is that also showing that uh, the design and different types of design is done at the University of Twente. This is why we also got like uh, topics, uh, research topics that you use at uh, daily challenges from different research groups at the university. This is why we were really happy to get the table from uh, the research group uh, where he held and to use it in there. It's just creating like a bigger picture, not just a as I said, not just an eye candy, but like a bigger picture and something that can be used. So uh, yeah, this is uh, this is how w we were in charge this year through these sev several workshops done by some uh, researchers and uh, Design United. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I don't know what next year will bring. Yeah, but I would say that for now, I would say we managed to do it quite well to show that design practices and different things are done also at university. Some of the things that I experienced at the um, um, Design Week were people just coming and being like, oh, are you actually like at UT you are working on AI or oh, this is so nice. I thought that uh, the UT is just like uh, agriculture studies and stuff. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there were uh, certain people having this impression. So this is why like, I've, I strongly believe that uh, the university should get involved. And I'm grateful. I think Design Lab is also grateful that we have this opportunity to do a representation. But it should be involved into uh, the whole universe should be involved in Dash Design Week uh, with this kind of stuff. Because it gives such a big platform to reach such a wide audience, especially for like something like the cookery, to, uh, because it was in the open space. It, we had visitors even without bracelets or like uh, entry tickets. So it was just a regular citizen mm -hmm. coming, seeing seeing University of Twente coming in there, having like a nice experience with uh, us or the floor managers from there or the researchers having a nice chat uh, with them. 
us getting like perspectives from them, they getting like more knowledge about things that we do there. So this was really enjoyable. It's such, it was such a good platform from my point of view, and it's such a good platform to show that uh, what university is doing, but also I think even more that I think some people still have the misconception that in academia means, I don't know, engineering numbers, maybe a bit of psychology, <laughs> they're on top. But uh, there are still more like different types of design that can be done. So s starting with social design, speculative design. And this is also done in academia, it's done at university, this is done and it can be useful for the society. Yeah, because all this design is is uh, backed up by research and it, it kind of like blends and it's interwoven together in a way that creates a beautiful fabric. Um, but I did uh, want to elaborate more on what you said about, you, you highlighted the importance of UT's involvement at UT's representation. So the wider audience knows exactly what, yeah, what academia produces and what, what use it has in society. Um, and you stress the importance of UT's involvement, but I also want to add that any student, anyone at the university can get involved and can submit projects to Dutch Design Week, right? That's... Um, Yes, it was possible to do it through Design United. So uh, there, it was an open call on Design United where people, I think there was also students who submitted, I, would, I don't know, I wasn't that involved in that side. You need to talk with Leon or Daniel for this, or even Chris. But um, students were able to, students, researchers were able to submit their project. For example, uh, I know we had a project about uh, bioconcrete that PIM, uh, uh, one of the students sub submitted and uh, some smaller projects that were presented uh, in uh, Klokabau near in the Design United exhibition, so the 4TU exhibition. So everyone was able to just submit a project. And if it didn't go there physically, it went into the e-magazine. So it was still a nice mm. platform to show some of the project and for the students to have their project showcased in like, uh, again, like on a bigger platform. Cool. So anyone can get involved and submit the projects year after year. Yeah, I don't know how it's going to be next year. I assume it's going to be similar. So uh, yeah, uh, maybe it's good to look out for that if people have like interested pro interesting projects. Because even as I said, even if it's not going to be the project physically there, it's still going to be in the e-magazine. It's going to be a project that's uh, in uh, yeah popularized. And after all, why we also had with like the different research topics and those projects about putting value into your research and into your project is getting it into the wild and see how people react to it to your certain research topic to your uh, i don't know prototype to your end product because how uh, i want to say how we as let's call ourselves like an academic community we look at the challenge your regular citizen is going to look at it differently the people from the company is going to look at it differently somebody from the province of Overisel is going to look at it differently. And again, like how it's also in the cookery, it's totally fine, but we need to be aware of this and we need to share and uh, reflect on it in order to get like desirable outcomes. It's just like what you said about uh, how people in relationship have advantages because it just sounds like it's about communication. Everyone's different, but as long as you communicate your expectations, your differences, then like things can be managed. Expectations can be managed and um, yeah, so in a sense, we have to kind of get in a relationship with the whole world. Is what you're saying? <laughs> yes, we can. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice way to put it. Yeah, it's, it's about communication. It's about sharing. It's about reflecting. 
and it's about uh, envisioning like multiple uh, perspectives, multiple future. This is why we call it futures and not future. There are multiple mm. ways and multiple outcomes we, we can create together and envision together. And as you said, like re uh, communication, reflection, we need to emphasize those uh, and use them in creating solutions and tackling problems that our society is facing. Couldn't agree more. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's really amazing to see all of these amazing people working together from Design Lab and also yeah. other parts of the uni and also the external parties. Um, we were yeah wondering also about the future of the project. Um, how do you imagine it? Um, how can it be like implemented in, um, in like the future applications? Maybe like. Yeah. What plans are there? What's what next? What's going to happen? What? Uh, so yeah. right right now we brought it back in Design Lab. Brought, mm -hmm. brought it back home after <laughs> taking it out of the container, and you can't imagine how happy I was just to see it in there, see it nice with the lights on it. Uh, it's now it's operational. It's not like the prettiest. I would still like to make it prettier, more functional. So uh, the idea is that we aim to. Uh, be make it a bit more functional. Maybe already talking about how to maybe make it a bit more self-sufficient with some like guides in different parts, like audio guides for people to use it. And then uh, we was talking like a few weeks ago with uh, Christine and Julieta on how to maybe change some stuff to may uh, make it more um, not relevant but uh, more usable. Let's say in more in even more contexts. So. Uh, Ooh, sorry. I mean, it just, just what sparked to mind because there's so many different you know frameworks and toolkits that uh, researchers love using to facilitate brainstorming and whatnot. But this could be used in brainstorming sessions, right? Like it can be like, okay, what's a challenge that a research group's mm. doing or a class is doing? Okay, let's actually for this, like one of the researchers for the challenge, uh, Fran Meissner, uh, took uh, last week, if I'm not wrong, uh, some of her students from the social ethical. Something I I'm sorry I forgot exactly how it was called. Took them uh, the start in the cookery and let them do the experience in order to do this like get on the same, uh, uh, share the perspectives and stuff. Which was it has a, it has different ways of being applicable. So maybe to put it like more structured way. Otherwise I'm gonna ramble about <laughs> it and talk about it for a long time. For the idea is now to make it a bit more functional in Design Lab. See if in the future I can make it a bit more modular to maybe mm -hmm. take it to other places. How are there those opportunities? Maybe other companies, and uh, not even companies can be other institutions to take it to them. But this is already quite a. I want to do it from the start, but it was a bigger challenge than I and the rest of the team expected. So this is why it's a bit more in place now, and uh, of course we are. Uh, using different parts of it and once we use even more in the responsible future in crash uh, courses and master classes that are happening in design lab for universities and not only for the university and not only happening also again with other stakeholders and we want to include it in there as well to be used for its intended purpose as a tool so uh, yeah making it a bit more functional getting it in uh, as a tool internal tool for the university, but maybe also for outside of the university. Lovely. I love the, I love when, yeah, what, what, you know, what's created in the university doesn't stay within the confines of academia and actually has, 
yeah, wider reaching impacts on society. That's, you know, for what else do we come to university to do if not to make an impact on society? So yeah, and it's especially because it's it worked already. We took it in the wild. We took it mm. outside, and we we saw that. So we also saw that it has some flaws. Of course, it cannot be perfect from the get go, but uh, we saw that it works already. We saw that people are enjoying it. We saw that most of the people were understanding the meaning behind it. And of course, it's when talking about the con- uh, a concept methodology, a responsible futuring or design for transition. When you tell, it's even hard for me to comprehend to get a grasp of all the details sometimes of the concept but when you attach it in the more as i said the more familiar way you see people like oh this is how oh, it's like going like steps what's past present future it's very nice to see that it works in the wild and then to see how to make it reach an even wider audience indeed so in a sense it was also it it was the research fed into the design of the project but also the project being displayed is research which feeds into the course, it's, yeah. it's kind of circular it's an iteration. iterative process after all it's just seeing how people are interacting with it talking from just from starting from with usability then with the certain methodologies behind it then with people reflecting on everything it was just nice to see it in the world even if it wasn't like uh, fully structured and standardized they say like this but it was still nice to see it and then we can just create further iteration I don't know when well, I'm just throwing ideas around, <laughs> make like smaller version, dividing like smaller tools that can be used or elaborate on those tools, like some like for mm-hmm. value, mm-hmm. Um, uh, for like value unification, and then maybe for like uh, reflect uh, reflecting in the end. Uh, for example, I'm going to tell the last thing, like um, uh, Marche, one of our responsible featuring uh, moderators, had like an extension of the cookery which created like, uh, because as I said, it was missing the tangibilization part where people mm-hmm. are making something with their hands and putting their ideas to solve societal challenges into practice. So as part of it, she did like uh, an extension of the cookery with a workshop, especially for that. So after people were doing the experience, they were going to, again, having like what if scenarios, creating some things on like uh, the table with like, writing on like a tablecloth still using that uh, mm. ma- the metaphor of the cook- uh, cooking and then uh, yeah, exactly just that yeah. oh. I don't think there are uh, uh, I don't know if you have pictures of like the end products and stuff but yeah exactly this so it's mm-hmm. still imagine this as a canvas for tangibilization for putting things into practice uh, for the people so there are a lot of possibilities and I would love to see this also you being used like at the UT and outside of the UT because uh, we saw that it works. We saw that we can improve and on it even more. And it has uh, different uh, like areas and no pur- purposes. Let's call it like this. So I just I would really love to see it uh, growing, even after I'm leaving. Do you see this uh, coming into play with the responsible futuring tool card, which is? Um, looking to be developed at the design lab to facilitate and scaffold uh, responsible futuring with groups of people who ha- are not familiar with the process itself, because this the, the cookery in itself is also a, a form of responsible futuring, not necessarily a tool cart, but um, yeah, medium. Um, do you see those two working together? Do you see one feeding into the other? Or do you see them as separate entities altogether? The tool cart, uh, 
based on the idea of Yelva van Dijk, you mean? The yep. Gambiara, the two cartridges for tinkering. Yep. I think it can be used. I haven't thought too much about it, but uh, I think, uh, as I said, the cooker is missing the tangibilization mm-hmm. part. So if you bring like a tool card that pe- you, people are going to use in order to create objects to fill in that gap, I don't see why not. Yeah, maybe that can be our future topic for mm-hmm. the following episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you, Alex, for talking with us uh, in this episode of uh, Design Lab Brew. I also wanted to thank our colleague, Merline, who is uh, taking care of the, div- uh, the technical part of uh, recording this podcast, uh, the video and audio. And also... Uh, thank you, Ricky, for being part of this uh, uh, record session. And thank you guys for listening and or watching this episode on YouTube or any other podcast platform. Um, please, uh, uh, for more information, you can check our Design Lab website. And also uh, in the description, we're going to put some links and also some more description um, for the 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 topics that were explained in this episode. Also, all of these uh, photographs that we shown um, are um, by um, the photographers of Design Lab and uh, that were working on this project as well. They were... Um, and not I only think, Design Lab, also UT. Yeah, and also the UT, yeah. yes. Um, um, so... Um, the photographs uh, that we use uh, in this episode, they are from um, uh, Christina Ayunas and also Jan- Janias. Janja uh, Kruis? Uh, yeah, my laptop yeah. went out of battery, sorry. Yeah, Janja Kruis. I might have uh, misspelled his last name. I hope you will not mind. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If I can also, maybe I can also say my thanks because I would also oh, yeah, like sure. to mm-hmm. thank you guys for having me here. And uh, thanks, Marlene, also, there in the back. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, obligatory, mandatory thanks to uh, my team, who were, this was a team effort, and they put a lot of time, you know, have it here? No. Uh, <laughs> they put a lot of time and effort into getting this done in the end. We managed to do this in such a good manner, thanks to also, like, uh, Chris, Christina, uh, Julieta for working together and putting the trust in me and the team to get this done. So, uh, yeah, and thank to everyone who had like uh, any type of input into this project. Perfect. And we'd like yeah. to thank the uh, studio team, uh, specifically <laughs> specifically <laughs> Timon. Thank you for helping us set up the, <laughs> we wouldn't have been able to do any of this without you. Uh, it's crazy. It, the equipment here is incredible. And um, one yeah, of the, one of the other nice things that's done at UT. After all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.